Welcome to another episode of Chris Reed's book. Welcome to this week's episode of Chris Reed's book. As always, I am your host, your author, Chris Pullman, and this week I'll be reading uh, two chapters from my second novel, Humanity, or uh, pardon me, Martian Reporter, Humanity's New Hope. The two chapters are On Mars, The Management Meets You, and Transfer. The, the chapter coming up after these two is fairly lengthy uh, to the point where I'm not going to try and squeeze it into this podcast, especially since I do this over my lunch break. So, um, yeah, I will jump into this after just uh, a quick comment for anyone who's, who is uh, tuning into this for the first time. Again, I am an author trying to get my writing out there to be consumed by the general public and that's why I'm doing these podcasts I'm reading my first couple science fiction novels this is my second one in an effort to make it more consumable to you the listener because I know that I listen to podcasts uh, on my way to and from work at the gym that sort of thing so I hope that putting this into a podcast form allows you to listen to it at your leisure if after listening to this episode you would like to give me some feedback, you can head over to the podcast website at narclanink.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Chris Reads book page. And there are several links there on how to get in touch with me, including my author Facebook, my author Twitter account, and an email address that you can use to reach me directly at the podcast. With that, let's get going on these uh, two chapters. It'll be a fairly quick episode because they're fairly short chapters. But first chapter, On Mars, the Management Meets You. Tim, this is highly irregular, Rachel said. There are legitimate reasons to avoid such meetings, Makia echoed. I understand, truly I do. But an eventuality has risen that demands the risk. The long plan has been joined. Tim Fowler needn't say more to either of the women on his screen. None in the Atmo Underground ever thought it would be in their lifetimes that Eric Pullman's long plan took effect. Over the last few centuries, most had put it off as a myth prophecy that never really would happen. Except for the heroers. Kia wasn't one. Both Rachel and Tim were. Think about this, Tim. Don't be foolish, Kia said in a warning voice. What proof do you have? Rachel asked atop Kia. James Hall just visited me. He is the crucible we've long suspected must exist. There is no other explanation for what I saw and heard. 
the crucible is theory to him. Nowhere is there documentary evidence to support its existence. Kia had never put any stock into hero claims. Ladies, we have real evidence now of a long plan, Tim added. And what would that be, Tim? Kia asked. James Hall, Tim replied. We have read your reports, Tim, Rachel said. He is a young man with great enthusiasm and much hope. But what does he have to do with proof of the long plan? I've already passed along to you document APD 12398A and APD 12398B, the digital copies of the birth certificate and company photo. Both women nodded. Those came from Eric. A friend of mine here on campus, Ahmed, confirmed their authenticity by age. That still, Kia tried to say. Tim, however, kept plowing ahead. Jim told me some of what happened during his interviews. They seemed too fantastic to be true, until he visited me today. So he was the cause of the alarm, Rachel said. Both women would have been notified for any use of a sonic incapacitator, especially one held by a section chief of the underground. He was. He disabled the incapacitator before it could affect him. But he also demonstrated abilities. Those we know the elites had. Telekinesis, telepathy, metamorphic capabilities, and voice. It had been hard until James had demonstrated it for Tim to imagine what facing voice was like. Jim Hall had the abilities of an elite. He could not have just come by those anywhere. Eric Pullman gave Jim those documents. Jim gained his abilities from Eric Pullman of the TDF. Jim's demonstrated abilities in the documents you have copies of self-reinforce each other. The man Jim Hall believed to be the Eric Pullman is Somehow, and for some reason, Eric Pullman granted Jim Hall the powers and abilities of an elite. The long plan is joined, Tim finished, adding, Before he left my office, James changed his appearance, height included, to match this woman, Tim said as he brought up the NAR defense picture on their screens, one figure highlighted. Jessica Brune? Kia asked. The same, Tim replied. Before Eric gave James the photograph, there had been no visual evidence as to what the progenitors actually looked like, but enough descriptions had been compiled over the years that Jessica, she had to be. That means that not only is the long plan real, but so is the crucible. By extension, since there could only be one crucible, Eric passed it to James. And so, as is said in the long plan, once the crucible has been passed, then joined will the long plan be. Technically, it reads the long plans, Rachel offered, still staring at the picture on her screen. Kia was glowering at Tim out of the tops of her eyes. Tim, she began, but couldn't finish. The disbelief mingled with outrage was clear on her face. Kia, I know, Tim offered. I know you can't believe it. It goes against the very nature of what you hold true. But it is what it is. You must accept it. You know what else the long plan says, Tim? The part you heroes so often take out of your studies? That if the crucible fails, all of humanity will fall to darkness. All of human civilization will be swallowed by chaos, and chaos will reign supreme. 
If the crucible fails, humanity is doomed. One might as well believe in the rapture as the long plans crucible, Tim. It's too fantastic a story to be true, Kia finished. We don't ignore the dark chapters of the long plan, Kia. We simply put our faith and trust in the crucible. We choose to believe that he will triumph over chaos. We exist in that hope. We train for that reason, to help him when the time comes, Rachel replied kindly. Which it has, Tim added. Kia shook her head. Deny it as you will, the crucible has been passed and the long plan has been joined. We are now on a course for the final battle between the remnants of the TDF and Chaos's reawakened forces. We must face reality. Before I go, Tim, is there anything else? Kia asked, nostrils flared. You both should meet him, Tim said. James Hall, that is. And do what? Kia asked. Bring him home, Tim replied. With a harumph, Kia cut her line. Looking only at Rachel, Tim asked, What do you think? It's a fantastic story, Tim, no denying that. Was her hair really like that? Rachel asked, still looking at the picture on her screen. It was a bit longer and more of a red gold, Tim replied. He had known Rachel long enough, knew her tastes well enough to understand why she asked. But it was still James underneath. I wonder how far the metamorphosis goes, Rachel wondered aloud. It could all be all the way down to the body's genetics if the other elites really do live in a quantum state of reality with him, Tim replied. So you believe me? Rachel looked up. I believe everything you've told us, Tim. But I won't believe James Hall is the crucible. Not truly, until I meet him. Either way, the company needs him on our side. Regardless of how he came by the powers of the elites, it is a sign of the final battle. What will become of us afterward? Tim mused. When this story ends and the book is closed, what will happen to us? I don't know, Tim, Rachel replied, still half distracted by the photo. We'll just have to deal with that as it comes. The great stories never dealt with that, with what happens to the heroes and heroines after. They may return home, get married, or what else, but the rest of their lives were always a great mystery. When the Book of Life ends a chapter, as would happen to humanity after chaos, was either defeated finally, or else won out, what would the next volume contain? I hear your dad's on planet, Tim added seemingly offhandedly. Rachel froze, her head remaining still as her eyes rose to Tim. So I've heard. Apparently he's even managed to get himself transferred up here for a while. No doubt trying, once again, to connect with his prodigal daughter. After a pause, Tim said, Why not meet him, Rachel? Why not try to mend fences? He is your father. He's a censor, she replied flatly. They aren't all evil, you know, Tim replied. Now for the second chapter of the day, Transfer. Go ahead, Kia. Sorry, sir, was a little surprised to be reporting to you is all, Kia replied. The director surprised me himself with the transfer. It's only temporary, Nick said back. Sir, 
Tim Fowler just informed Rachel and I that James Hall is the crucible that the long plan has been joined. Nick chuckled. The long plans will be joined, Kia. That's why the director put me here. It is time to begin bringing the sensors and the Atmo Underground back together. Nostrils flared, Kia nodded. I'll do what I must, sir. <laughs> That's not enough, Kia. I know deep down you don't believe in the Crucible, but James Hall really is. I've seen it. Kia's countenance faltered. Nick had no doubt she had looked the same when her parents told her that Santa Claus wasn't real. You must believe the truth. The truth shall set me free, Kia replied out of habit. Curry the support you must among the agnostics. The underground must be made to accept James Hall for what he is. Not only is he the key to the long plan's success, but he will be the linchpin that keeps censors and underground together. No one else, not you, me, the director, anyone can do that. After a pause, Kia replied, I'll work on it, sir. How shall I approach him? Nick stared at her, tapping his forehead. Kia nodded. Hearing his thoughts, she bowed her head and closed the channel. It'll be a hard transition for her, George said from behind Nick. The local sensor headquarters buzzed with life just beyond the chief's office. Nick was still trying to restore some semblance of order to the Mars Bureau. Yes, it will be, George, though I almost think hers will be the easy adjustment. What do you mean, sir? George asked. Think of it. For near five hundred years, the Atmo Underground has fought against the oppression of the censors. The animosity between our camps runs deep. But as the director has said, and I have seen, we must come together in order to defeat chaos. George suddenly seemed uncomfortable. Nick's ability alighted. What is it? Uh, sir, George said, pausing his licking and licking his lips. What does, um, what does foresight look like for you? There was someone else with a spyglass looking at Nick through time. Why do you ask? Uh, since we met James, I've been having visions. Except the other man's spyglass wasn't the same as Nick's. He couldn't tell how exactly, but it was different. I want you to focus on tomorrow and tell me what you see, Nick replied. And those were the two chapters I'm going to read today. Again, that was on Mars, The Management Meets You, and Transfer. If this is your first episode of my podcast, I encourage you to go either to uh, iTunes or your favorite podcast application, search for Chris Reed's book, and subscribe. Or go there and look at the backlog of episodes. You should be able to download any of those and listen to them at your leisure. And uh, if you care to hear the backstory, that's a way you can catch up. I do have, this is the, the second season I'm calling it the second season, this, since this is my second book. 
So the first season, my first book, is also out there and available for you to uh, download as podcasts. If you don't do the podcast thing but you would like to catch up on the backlog of episodes, you can head over to the website to the uh, Chris Reads Book podcast page on my website. And there on the page are all the raw MP3 files of all my back podcast episodes. I've re-recorded some of them just to try and uh, get them more in line with the rest, but I'm not going to uh, be doing that anymore with any of the Season 1 episodes, just because uh, I guess they are what they are at this point, and I don't know that that book is really going to make any more traction than it already has. This one I have some hope for, and I have a lot of hope for one I'm working on that I started on for uh, National Novel Writing Month in November 2016, just last month. And I hope to have that finished before the new year so I can start sending it out to agents. And at that point, I think I'll record at least a few of the episodes here, uh, a few of the chapters here for you to listen to. Until the next podcast, though, I hope that you have a good week, a good day, a good few minutes if you're listening to these in series. And thank you for tuning in. Talk to you next time.